is in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Liz. Yes. For a horror podcast uh-huh. and all the different horrors that we've talked about since we started doing this, mm-hmm. being UFOs and cannibals and mm-hmm. missing yachtsmen and all sorts of strange stuff, mm-hmm. tonight's episode kind of feels like we're going into territory that almost doesn't need it. It's oh? a, it's almost horrible enough on its own. Oh, tell me more. I'm talking about Christmas, of course. <gasps> what? Mm, jingle all the way. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's getting a lump of coal for Christmas. <laughs> well, I'm an Australian. It's in our economy. I'm pretty sure it's in the Constitution as well. <laughs> are you saying you are not red hot under the collar for Christmas? I do like Christmas. I like the the gift giving. I like mm-hmm. coming together. It's the Christmas lunch. Well, we all like coming together. Yeah, we like, do. Oh, that, that Korean <laughs> wedding I went to was something else. In a stadium in Seoul in 1988. Ah, oh, memories. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, but coming together with the entire family mm-hmm. is a fucking nightmare. Like for a horror podcast, that to me alone is nightmare enough. It's kind of like getting a pizza and then adding more cheese once it arrives. Like, do we really need to? Do we need to attack this? It's like, um, do you remember? Oh, Eli Roth did that pretend. Uh, it was like a whole bunch of directors did uh, pretend um, trailers for movies that obviously for the Grindhouse series. Yep. Yes, um, and Eli Roth. Did the one that was set at Christmas, right? Um, where there's obviously there's a lot of carnage, and I believe Eli fucks the turkey. The, that wouldn't I wouldn't put the it past roasted him. Roasted turkey. It's one of those where it's sort of like just sort of like you know like flashes on, and you're just like, oh, what the <laughs> what? Thank God I'm a vegan. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of getting into Gaspar No territory, but because uh, <laughs> I was I was talking to my friend Callan, who's like a massive Gaspar No fan. Uh-huh. And he's like, he's just so far into it, the way they're all filmed and like the, the various layers of things going on. And he goes, oh, and then just to add some realism to that like strange nightmare scene at the start of Irreversible, yeah. Gaspar's one of the guys jerking off in the shadows. I'm like, that's some fucking aberrant behaviour, mate. Like, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's, just... that's not DVD extra stuff. <laughs> like, if you look there, you can see the director fapping off. <laughs> Yeah, there's a fine line between like a commitment to yeah. your artistic integrity and fapping in the shadows. <laughs> like, Mind you, the, it's a pretty fucking fine line. <laughs> All the student films I've worked on. <laughs> oh my lord! I'm just, I just, I in my mind, I'm just picturing all of my favorite movies if they just included the director fapping off in like one of those scenes, like very different films. Yeah. That's the one thing I miss about DVDs. I still have quite a few because not everything. The, the deluxe fapping section? Oh, of course. You know, I have a very niche taste. But no, it's the director's commentary where you know they, they talk about what happened in the making of the film and all that kind of stuff. Some of them are just pointless. Yeah, I was going to say, like you, you've got to make the assumption that the director is actually in any way, shape or form um, – a verbal storyteller, like some are very uh, a brilliant visual story storytellers, but yeah. they couldn't they couldn't tell a story to save their lives. Yeah, you know, I remember I watched one. I can't even remember what it was, but pretty much they couldn't get the director 
Um, they couldn't get any of the stars. <laughs> uh, they pretty must have been a fun production. Oh my god! They pretty much got the guy who put in the light bulbs. Wow. Um, and it was pretty much it was like, oh yeah, we 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 uh, we used a forty two watt bulb um, <laughs> on this, so you know that that gets the slightly dimmer. You can see sort of the you know the difference when you you know a bit later on we use the forty four. <laughs> so if you actually compare those scenes, and then I he's went been out, on a student film, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then you know so you know the the, the director insisted that we we needed an eighty watt when he was fapping. <laughs> Worst, worst commentary yeah. ever. What do you reckon's the best commentary the you've ever seen? The best one I've ever seen was Stallone for Rambo. Oh, really? Yeah, the one that he made where he's in Thailand and yeah. he has to go and rescue the Christian missionaries and it's like hyper-violent. Yeah, it's like it's more violent than any That is them. hands down the best director commentary I've ever seen because Stallone clearly loved making that film. Yeah. Because he, he, you know, he's in that point in his career where he's got total control of a micro budget, and he can film. do whatever. And he was just so matter of fact about the way they did it. Yeah. He's like, "Well, we ran out of daylight on this, so we we changed this scene to do that. Uh, we couldn't get this scene to work, so we just cranked up the shutter angle on the camera to make everything seem a bit more jerky." And he's just like, "We didn't have the money to do this. We didn't have the money to do that. We cut this scene. We wanted to do this bigger. It was fucking film school." Oh my god, that's it's fantastic. so good. I actually, I actually enjoy that. I. Rambo, it's a, it's, it's a great so film. good. It's yeah, it's like balls to the walls, and just that end bit where he is just there with that ridiculous multi. What I don't know what that gun is. It's an anti aircraft gun. Yeah, <laughs> that is literally just making people explode. Yeah, there's got to like there's a part of you where you're just sitting there and you're like. Oh, I'd have a go on that. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to have a go on that. Because no, there was no collateral damage. All the guys who got it deserved to die. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Like, they're all, like, child molesting, women raping, yeah. um, village burning fuckstards. So, you know, <laughs> fucking damn right fire anti-aircraft into their genitals. And exactly. Yeah. I'm all for it. I actually, my favourite commentary of all time, and I've actually gone back and watched it, with the commentary because I just enjoy it, okay? Dog Soldiers. Really? With Sean Pertwee. If you have not listened to the commentary for that, I would recommend you do it because it's um, it's mainly just the cast. Yeah. Uh, Liam Cunningham, um, Sean Pertwee, and it is fantastic because it really is – it's just – it's like half a dozen guys just taking the shit out of each other. Yeah. For an hour, like Dog Soldiers, already brilliant movie. But even like ones where they're just like, and they're talking about like, oh my god, I can't. Like, there's one where um, oh, Kevin McKidd yeah. is, is addressing the fact that in the movie he actually gets outacted by a squirrel <laughs> because while he's trying to have like his big like this is serious, um, like ripping up the tea towel, you know, to bind their wounds after they've got their asses kicked yeah. by the dog soldiers. There's a stuffed squirrel. That just in the background, sitting on the shelf, just honestly outacting all of them, everyone <laughs> in that room, <laughs> and they actually acknowledge the the squirrel. So you hate it when an extra tries to be seen. Oh, oh, I tell you, the worst thing is when you find out that the extra is the real star. Yeah. <gasps> just on a side note, do you know who is my favorite extra in a film of all time? I think should get their own movie. Who? Oh my god. Okay, the uh, the Jurassic Park, the first one with Chris Pratt. Uh, when the dinosaurs actually come into, you know, the Disney World theme park and all the schleps are running for their life. Oh, my God, pterodactyls yeah. and everything. <laughs> 
one of the extras, okay, so they've obviously told them, okay, everyone just like, you know, run for the buildings, runs for the door. One extra takes it upon himself, okay, to pick up the two cocktails that are in front of him (laughs) and he runs for the building holding the two cocktails. I was watching it um, in gold class with cocktails and someone just leaned over to me and they went, oh my God, it's you in a crisis. (laughs) I was going to say, you bet that person's Australian. (laughs) Well, not only that, like if you're in a theme park, do you know how much drinks cost in those places? Oh, yeah. That would have been like $20 a pop. I'd freaking save them too. Like I don't care if it's a pterodactyl. Neck it. And then run. I'll tell you what, the amount of money you would have to pay to go to Jurassic Park, you'd almost want there to be an accident. Oh. So that you were there for it. Yeah. Because this t-shirt just cost me $180. Yeah. Every Coke is $15 and yeah. I thought you were going to say like, oh my God, I hope this all goes terribly wrong because then I could get a refund credit. No, no. (laughs) So you could actually see like a T-Rex munching some, you know, family from Connecticut. Yeah. See, I mean, if you've got that kind of money and you're going to a Jurassic Park, somebody's getting fed to it, yeah. you know. We know what rich people are like. We yeah. all know it. Like, <laughs> shh, shh. There's some, like, Argentinian worker who, like some Indonesian fisherman who's never going to be seen again. <laughs> Fucking rich people. Yeah, some Australian backpacker who refused to pick strawberries. <laughs> In you go. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. And, yeah, it, so it would kind of be like the Steven Spielberg film, except, yes, it would be a backpacker in a goat costume. <laughs> like, are you sure that's a goat? Let me out of here. No, no, it's a goat. Be quiet, goat. Be quiet. What, are you too good to do this job? Take me to the embassy. Shut up, goat. Bloody, you don't have an embassy. Bloody doll bludgers just want to sit at home and not be a goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I, uh, I love Christmas. Do you? I do. You're actually even wearing a Christmas shirt. I am. I'm wearing a Meowie Christmas. Yeah, I've actually oh, got... Meowie Catmas, I yeah, say. That's very good. I've got two Christmas trees, I just realised. Mm. We've got a big oh. one and a little one. <laughs> oh, Miss Only bragging. Oh. Well, the little one apparently didn't cut it, so we had to replace it. Well, you know, but... You know, maybe the little one had things going for it. Maybe it had, like, a good personality. It yeah. listened... Yeah, it's not the size of the tree, it's the way you use it. It's not always true. <laughs> <laughs> I know we, we say it to make you feel good about yourself, it's not always, it's not always yeah. true. But the thing that gets me about Christmas mm. is it, it's basically murder season. Because oh. I, it's it just stress runs so high. This is where I've got some respect for the... Yeah, this is why there's so many mass shootings in America, I reckon. Yeah. Because they do Thanksgiving and then just a couple of weeks later, yeah. it's Christmas. Yeah. That's fucking murder recipe right there. You're, well, if you're, you're, if you're a Native people. American, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought you, I, I got all excited for a moment and thought you were actually quoting the film Babe, where <laughs> the goose is watching another, you know, all the chickens get slaughtered and it's just, Christmas is carnage! <laughs> it really is. It's a murder, murderscape. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, apart from that, because I, like, I'm vegan, I, I sit at home. You haven't told me that. I roast potatoes. Yep. Um, don't tell my cats, but I've bought them a like cardboard, like you fold it together, uh, like fort. Oh, yeah. So we're going to put the fort together on Christmas Day. The traditional Christmas fort. Fort assembly, yes. Is that what it's called, fort assembly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't judge me. Like, it's a fort. It's a fort. Like, like Laramie or one of those. What's Laramie? That sounds like a food, a shoe product. It's like a 1970s kids' toy. that was like a fort. Oh no, it's like it's it's a cardboard fort, but for cats. 
Fair enough. And the windows are like shaped like little cats and little paws. Right. And they can climb up into the turrets. You're just trying to confuse archaeologists, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're just going to find it and be like, what the? Oh, my God. They they evolved to be really big. And then they got really small. (laughs) Why is this one wearing a crown? Why has it got a four-poster bed? It was their queen. My cats do have a full poster bed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. And a teepee. A teepee. Wow. So you're going all out on the whole cross-culture oh, yeah. genocide references. <laughs> no, I want them to embrace and love all cultures. Or are your cats those little cunts that go to like uh, Burning Man and they've got a teepee and <laughs> no. find, find peace and love once a year and then go back to their Wall Street jobs where they destroy families. Is that the kind of... <laughs> well, they are cats, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. Number one Christmas movie. Obviously, Die Hard. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Yeah, it's got to be, doesn't it? <laughs> you know what? There are two types of people in this world. People who think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and people who are wrong. I'd agree with you on that. Mm. The mm. other really great Christmas movie is A Christmas Story. You'll take your eye out, kid. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, see, uh, my other favourite Christmas movie is Jaws. Yes. Is that a Christmas movie? How? Yeah. Well, because growing up, I grew up in a very, very, very tiny town and we could only get one television station. Mm. And every year on Christmas night, they would just throw Jaws. So I ended up just every Christmas night was spent watching Jaws. So now it's kind of like it's not Christmas until I watch Jaws. Wow, that's some some interesting association you've built up in your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like Christmas doesn't start until Hans Gruber falls off the Nakatomi Towers. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, Christmas night is Jaws. I like that tradition. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know what's not cool, though? What's that? Some of other Christmas traditions around the world. Well, possibly the worst one is commercialism. Isn't there? Because we've got the, <laughs> we've got the Christmas song, which is what has kept Mariah Carey essentially in her uh, her mansion for many many years. Yeah, that's pretty much all she does now. Yeah, that's all she does now. Oh, she's she's actually released a new Christmas song this year. Yeah, yeah, it's not. That's not going to play for another mansion. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it? It's a bit. That's a bit shit. That's what shit. it is. <laughs> Do you like a good Christmas song though? Uh no. It's a bit sort of like uh for Christmas. Um, I, I don't know. I want him to realise he loves me or something. So she's oh. really stretching. So she's written a song about Jamie Packer. <laughs> More like I want his financial advisor to realise he loves me. <laughs> Wake up from your pill induced stupor. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It doesn't. It's not. It's not the catchy, catchy McCatchiness. No. Of it. Um, but actually, if you've seen the film clip, I want to say the song is performed less by Mariah Carey and more by Mariah Carey's titties. I now need to see this. Oh, my Lord. It's out. They're, they are outstanding in their field. Yeah, like she's a well-constructed human being. If I'm going to reduce her to physical attributes in oh, a horrible, sort oh, of misogynist way. If you... <laughs> just for, like, sheer wind dynamics, go and watch the film clip. Yeah. And it, honestly, it is, like, Lamborghini, like, on the showroom floor. Like, hasn't been, even been taken out for a test drive. Good God. Yeah. They are mighty, mighty impressive. Yeah. All my left-wing progressiveness is just being eroded by my need to go, dem titties. Because they are good. Ah, excuse me, Dem Christmas titties. <laughs> ding See, there's our next song. Ding <laughs> dong. Oh, it's the knockers. 
<laughs> the Nutcrackers. <laughs> oh my god, there's got to be some song We're about knocking on my a, door for Christmas. We're gonna need a bigger motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, if you get into the pantheon of uh, of Christmas novelty tunes, you've oh. dug up you dug up some gold today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I did. Yes, I did. You want to ease us gently into it, or I should will. we just? Well, no, no, because no, I mean, there's nothing. There's one thing that always turns up at Christmas is horror films. Uh-huh. So, Silent Night, Deadly Night, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Black Christmas. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when you cross over Rob Zombie with Christmas carols, you get. Those guys have never gotten laid after a show. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, there are people who have Santa Claus fetishes. Oh, Christ. We should have done it. Oh, I just realised we should have done an episode on that. I usually, obviously, we're not doing it this year because, you know, bloody COVID pandemic. Ah! But every year we do a Santa rampage. Yeah. Uh, basically, we all just dress up like Santas and just go from pub to pub, getting drunk, getting marauding. Um, and as I found out... There are actually some people who have a fetish for Santa Claus. Yeah, those people should be locked up. (laughs) (laughs) How fucked was your childhood if you develop a sexual fixation with Santa Claus? I know, like there was not a lot of love in your house. No, there was. The only affection you got was when you got to sit on Santa's lap. Some alcohol-smelling Walmart Santa. (laughs) Actually, I I saw, again, in the country town where I grew up, one year they had a Santa. And, yeah, obviously they just get, like, the oldest, beardest man in the community to play Santa. Um, So he was there and he had his glasses, except nobody... Did a, ran a few questions past him. So the problem was they were those, you know, glasses that's obviously when it got bright, they went dark. Yeah, transitions, yeah. Yeah. So whenever the camera was flashing, his glasses went dark. <laughs> so they didn't realise this because this is back in the day of like film camera. Yeah. So they didn't realise until they got him back and basically they just got like 200 pictures <laughs> of it look like children being abducted by a sex offender. Oh, because no. he's just, because they were the big, you know, you know, sex offender rimmed glasses and they were just like shaded dodgy as <laughs> dodgy as oh nambler santa <laughs> so you just kind of like I, I imagine there's like there's kids now who are finding that photo and they're like oh that explains my childhood <laughs> yeah that's why i've got to pay an old man <laughs> <laughs> that's where it all went wrong <laughs> Aww. One of the one of the weirdest things I ever found out about Christmas was yeah. um, if you go to like a large supermarket you know or a shopping center where they have yeah. the magic cave or Santa's cave, uh-huh. th- they have more than one Santa in there at any one time. They've got like eight in di- it's like a duck's vagina. There's like eight different directions that you could go, and a couple of them are dead ends. And what? Yeah. So they so they constantly have like eight different Santas on at any one time, so the kids aren't waiting. Oh, but what, but then you have like, what if there's the paradox of like two Santas collide in the same closet at the same time? Well, that's how you get uh, anthropomorphic climate change. <laughs> Just, oh my God, don't cross the Santas! <laughs> oh, I did not know that. I also did not know that about duck's vaginas. Yeah, duck's vaginas, uh, they can essentially choose. So, all right, trigger warning, uh, I'm going to be discussing sexual assault. 
Who the fuck would have thought that this would be the worst thing that I was going to talk about? I thought this was going to be the worst thing I was going to be talking about. I thought that would be the absolute sewer that I was going to go to in this one. You can explain the Slayer to customs when we're denied entry. (laughs) But look, essentially, (sighs) ducks, like many animals in the animal kingdom... Like to fuck. No, uh, the males do, and the women don't often get a choice. Ow. But, but, like dolphins, dolphins... It's the Christmas episode! Oh my God! Well, there's no backing out now. This is how people end up getting sexual fantasies about Santa. They listen to shit like this. But essentially, within the animal kingdom, there is a lot of forced copulation, mm. shall we say. Because it probably doesn't... Oh, the animal kingdom, but whatever. Yeah, sure. well, no, well, I'm sure. trying to create a distinction between that and the power dynamics uh-huh. that come within sexual assault. Mm-hmm. But animals, especially dolphins, mm. dolphins are shocking for it. They'll actually gang up on females and force them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Ducks do the same things. Female ducks, or mm. mallards, I believe they're called. I'm, I'm fun at the no, park. mallards are the boy ducks. Are they drakes? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm fun at the park when kids are feeding ducks, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is how you got kicked out of the park, <laughs> Girl ducks have essentially evolved a vagina or cloaca mm. that has multiple chambers. And depending on the mate who is currently forcing upon themselves at that time, because ducks, this is just getting deeper, ducks have got an explosive and incredibly long penis. So they land on the back of another duck, this huge fucking John Holmes wang just goes whooshed. So the female ducks can basically decide if it goes straight in the trash. Yeah. That's evolutionary It's like, it's like pinball, yeah. It's like, it's like the slappers in pinball. They just slap that dick to one side. <gasps> it goes down the fucking dead end, fucking straight out the garbage chute with Luke Skywalker. Oh. Or they can go come to mum up the middle. That's brilliant. But that's how ducks have evolved it. Yeah, that yeah. is fair. I need to get one of them. Yeah, I was just impressed enough by what's that movie where the, her vagina gets teeth? Uh, oh, is that Spanish? I think it's a Spanish film. Yes, she actually has like well, then I shouldn't say teeth. They're more like fangs. Like Quatu lives, kind like of <laughs> like proper fangs. Okay. Um, and so obviously it's very it's all about the consent. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I thought I was impressed just with the teeth, but no, i got to get me a duck coaca. Yeah, and if, quacker, you, ever, if you ever really want to ruin your search history and make sure that you get stopped at customs, search no. duck penis on YouTube. No, no, but uh, disclaimer, nobody search that. And, Back and, away from the computer. Just watch the, sl- no, watch nobody the watch slow it. motion. No, no slow motion. Who's filming that in slow motion? Scientists, man. Fucking Weinstein. <laughs> that is some Weinstein shit. Unless you're Weinstein, back away from the computer right now. That's how you end up on a watch list. I want to know who figured out how to give a duck a boner. Who figured that shit out? <laughs> Bit of bread? <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm guessing that's what it takes. Bit of bread? Bit of bread and the right kind of tickling? I don't know. But someone found out and the results are fucking horrifying. Oh. What's like, who's the first person who looked at an oyster and went, oh, get in me? Someone very fucking hungry. Oh, no. No one was hungry when they fucking jerked off a duck. (laughs) (laughs) They were just, they were just bored. (laughs) The kind of person who has a fucking sexual fetish for Santa Claus. (laughs) 
really don't. I really don't know how we go, how we got on to the sex life. This of- is the Christmas episode. <laughs> I really should do prep. <laughs> oh my god! I oh, remember last Christmas when you destroyed Christmas for me. <laughs> Oh, should we? Maybe. I'm just going to move on. That'll cleanse the palate. Go for it. (laughs) Now, the Christmas of today is a sugarcane, candy-lane-coated, Coca-Cola-inspired dreamscape of loveliness until John shows up. (laughs) With the worst possible outcome, a lump of coal in your stocking. Although, how much, seriously, how much is that, like, the Australian Prime Minister's wet fantasy that we all get a lump of coal? Oh, I'm pretty sure bloody George Christensen wearing stockings with a lump of coal uh, in but, him like a codpiece. Uh, for those outside of Australia who don't know, our current Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, once brought a piece of coal into Parliament and showed it off like a school project as he talked about how awesome coal was because who the fuck wants sustainable energy in a climate emergency (laughs) why would you (sighs) that's worked out well hasn't it they today actually announced they're going to have a royal commission into why the banks won't back coal can you you believe that the the fucking banks won't touch it and they're like why are you you communists yeah i was gonna say even china is starting to be like oh maybe we shouldn't burn all this coal okay orphans are better for it let's just use them and the ergo people oh my god but no not our pm deeply rooted in the past deeply rooted oh my god but so are some of the darker sides of christmas Mm. so come with us as we explore the darker traditions of christmas in 50 Shades of Red. Oh, nice. Or Jingle Hell Rock. (laughs) Or All I Want for Christmas is to Survive. (laughs) (laughs) Or Sleigh Bells Ring if you listen in the lane. Corpses glisten. (laughs) A terrible sight. You're murdered tonight. Dying in a winterland, hellscape land. (laughs) Uh, The things that I thought were going to derail this episode. That Slayer Wham mashup Uh that talks about Dr. Joseph Mengele. Me talking about ducks. Uh No, it was that. (laughs) It was that. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Frau Perkata was originally seen as a higher being who was later seen as a witch because, you know, the man washing of history. Yeah. She is said to present herself in one of two forms in Austria and Bavaria, depending on how good you had been through the year. In one form, she is seen as a beautiful woman in a long white robe who bestows prosperity and luck on those who have been good and importantly generous throughout the year. And she may even leave a shiny silver coin for the good children, which sounds just lovely. Doesn't it? Oh, maybe the Germans were right. We should have we should have converted. Oh. Unless, of course, if you are a naughty child, because then she appears as a hideous old hag with multiple faces and a club foot, or if you were casting a film in Hollywood, a woman over forty. <laughs> Suppose you are a naughty child and Frau Pocketta finds you. Starring Susan Sarandon. 
<laughs> you can expect to be disemboweled. What? And your now hollowed out shell of a corpse stuffed with straw and pebbles for your family to find in the morning. So, you know... Good night. Don't let the bed bugs disembowel. Jesus Christ. I threatened my son with Santa. Like, you know, Santa's still watching. Eat your vegetables. Mm. I'm going to fucking step it up to that. I'll get some Frau Bocata. Yeah. Literally disembowel you. And fill you with straw and rocks. Mm. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. Now, have you ever looked at Christmas carolers and thought, look at those wussies spreading their beautiful, gentle messages of love and peace? Have you ever wished that you could open the door between Christmas and the New Year and be confronted by a mob that wants to rip you apart in one of those epic rap battles like (laughs) Eminem in that 8 Mile movie? I have experienced something like this. I once almost got cancelled after a a slam poetry event. Oh. Yeah, that was interesting. Oh, it sounds like this. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you may need to move to Wales and celebrate Maddie... Bloody Welsh language. Fucking Welsh. Uh, with the ancient tradition of wassailing, which is what we call rap battling, essentially. Okay. Except, and I probably should have mentioned this at the beginning, the head of the angry mob is a creature with a horse's skull wearing a long giant robe. The mob then insults you as you try to beat them in a rap. Holy shit, what are they putting in there? Absinthe. Okay. You got to rap battle Lord Summerisle. You rap battle until you relent and you let the mob into your house and ply them with drinks and food. <laughs> Failing to do so is considered bad luck and terrible misfortune will beset your household. But once inside, the horse will proceed to play up and the leader of the gang will pretend to control it as it chases you and your family around the house. I don't want to judge. And our Welsh oh. brethren our Welsh brethren are a people who have suffered. <laughs> they have suffered. Many, many disasters mm. and you know, their proximity to the English mm. is uh, mm. but if you lost a rap there's not too many well known Welsh rappers. <laughs> Are you really? I'm sure it's going to involve a lot of that, and I'm here to say, kind of simple, sort of Sugar Hill gang setup kind of stuff. Like, no, do you know why they win? Because have you heard the Welsh language? It is impossible to make anything rhyme. Nothing rhymes with orange or That's why the horse skull always wins. It sounds like a local representative of MF Doom. Now, what about Iceland? Iceland is voted the most peaceful nation on earth. Their whole country is run mostly by renewable energy. They don't even have an army. They locked up their bankers at the end of the GFC. I fucking love them. Oh, surely nothing scary can happen there. Unless you've seen Journey to the Centre of the Earth with Pat Boone. (laughs) Besides that, (laughs) there's nothing. Nothing Except a cannibalistic family with an insatiable appetite that will eat your children and lick all your spoons. Lick your spoons. Lick your spoons. That is, that's just, that's just the the sugar on top, isn't it? (laughs) I can understand the cannibalism. Nothing grows in Iceland. They don't have any GDP. They eat puffins. In the oldest recorded poem about Gorilla, she was a hideous old giant ogre disguised poorly as an old woman. 
who would appear at doors begging adults for their disobedient children. Wow. Uh, to which the parents could give her their naughtiest of children. <laughs> or the parents would have to be prepared to fight her or give her a supply of alternative food. Initially, she is said to have lived in a cottage, but by later poems, she has been driven out of the cottage and into a cave in the hills where she lives with her third husband. She killed her first two husbands for being boring. (laughs) But... But considering that she has 13 sons from her first two husbands, I think she may have just killed them for some rest. I think she might have bipolar disorder. (laughs) No judgment there, but this is the kind of, this is acting out (laughs) behaviour. I think it's just, um, we've already got 13 kids. Touch me and you will die. (laughs) At Christmas time, she comes from her cave to stock up her pantry with her favourite meal ingredient, which is human children. Mm, Yum. Her absolute favourite dish is a stew of disobedient kids. I've been in the supermarket. I would agree with that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tantrums. Grilla can apparently sense when a rude child is near and she will set upon the house. Well, that's not exactly spidey sense. (laughs) You just hear the... (laughs) <laughs> just look for the dad watering concrete outside. He's just had enough. <laughs> just the vacant stare in his eyes. <laughs> Grilla's 13 troll sons also take their turn in coming down from the cave into villages. Mm. Beginning on the 12th of December, a new troll sets out each day. Each day is for 13 days, so the last of the trolls does not depart until the 6th of January. So don't think you can let those manners slack on December 26. Now, the activities of these trolls differ between causing slight inconvenience to downright extreme levels of inappropriateness. Yeah, I think that's when it crosses over to housemate territory. Yeah, I was going to say it crosses over to like John explaining the anatomies of ducks. No one's asked me how I know so much. We don't want to know. (laughs) I think we all know. We don't want to know. (laughs) Now, the first of the trolls, Sheep Colt Clud, will harass your sheep. Gully Gork will steal all the mother cow's milk. Motherfucking Mully Gork. Stubby steals pans and eats all your leftovers. Spoon liquor. <laughs> I, 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 Spoon liquor's been on the gear and he's chasing the last bit of the party. That's all. <laughs> uh, pot scraper licks your pots, <laughs> scrapes them with his tongue. Bowl liquor. Look, it's just more inappropriate licking of your things. Um, but the thing is, uh, bowl liquor is actually known to hide under beds while he's licking your things. Oh. That is his preferred place. Definitely share house if there's bowls under the bed. <laughs> he is followed by door slammer. <laughs> you know he's licking the doorknobs. Sky grobbler will eat all your yogurts. What? <laughs> and now, now it gets weird. Oh, I'm waiting for fucking cheddar goblin. Let me introduce the sausage swiper. <laughs> The window peeper. Jesus Christ. The doorway sniffer. Is this just like a rejected Jim Rose circus? Meat hook. 
fucking hell, he's that tall. That went dark. And candle stealer who steals <laughs> your candles and eat them. So be careful or you will spend the year in darkness eating off licked spoons. That's so specific. <laughs> they are so... It's just... I know. It's like, oh my God, the troll will come and eat all our yogurts. Uh, look out for backwards shitter. He puts the toilet paper on backwards. Ah, oh my God, that is the worst of the trolls. <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's things like the doorway sniffer. Yeah. That's... Ooh. Sounds like a fetish. That doesn't <laughs> sound like... Is he a former Premier of Western Australia? <laughs> Chair sniffer. It's just, oh my God, someone's been here and they've sniffed my doorway. <laughs> oh my Lord. Now, but even in the darkness, there is no place to hide from the Yule Cat. No. Oh. She is Grilla's cat and will wander the town and surrounds. The only way you are safe is if you are wearing new clothes that you got for Christmas. Because otherwise the Yule cat will devour you. Jesus Christ. If you didn't get any new clothes, you have to wear your best clothes and pray that they are good enough to trick the Yule cat. Do you think... That this was some marketing team who was like, how the hell do we pass off socks and jocks <laughs> as an awesome gift? Giant person <laughs> fucking eating cat. That's how you pass off socks and jocks. <laughs> What's Björk doing? Can she dress up? <laughs> she can make that noise. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, she's probably not doing much these days. I'd be like, oh my God, it was the Yule cat. No, sorry. It's just Björk. <laughs> it's just Björk. Everybody calm down. <laughs> You know what you should do? Instead, maybe you should just go to France. They're a, bit, they're a bit more relaxed. It's a trap! Yeah, just don't be a Muslim. <laughs> Hans trap, to be exact. Oh. A former knight who returned to his family's lands mean and greedy. He fell into an ongoing feud with a local abbot who then accused Hans trap of witchcraft and selling his soul to the devil to increase his riches. Now, I was about to start standing up for Hans Trap, but then you read about the time that he drowned a village. So, you know. What, legit? He did this? Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he basically, he, he put all of these, like, you know, a dam in place to, like, block up all of the water. And then the people were like, damn you, now we have no water. Like, we're going to die and our crops will die so he was like well staff y'all then and then just opened the dam and all the water flooded down and definitely watered things that's the thing about the french for some reason they have this especially nothing especially in this western culture it's like they've got this reputation for being for being pussies who don't who shy away from a fight yeah in reality bloodthirsty motherfuckers they will drown your fucking village yeah (laughs) like you just like that fucking escalated quickly oh he's french didn't you know yeah we we put up with them though because they're such good cooks Oh, she's such good lovers. Uh, make good movies too. Oh, my God. No, no. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into a fight. You know what? Okay. Anything by, obviously, anything by Luc Besson. Brilliant. Mm. Anything with Jean Reno in it. Brilliant. Yeah. Amelie, obviously. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. I fucking hate French cinema. It is so depressing. And every time I watch a French film, I end up wanting to kill myself. Because every time... It's just so depressing. Like, your lover, who will 
probably no doubt turn out that you're related, but your lover always gets decapitated and he's always your brother. And then he gets decapitated and you get given his head as in a box. Every French film, that's the end. Yeah. I was thinking more of, you're you're going like Betty Blue meets Salo. (laughs) And I'm thinking more like Jacques Tati. I don't have Oh my God. I'm going to put you under Jacques Tati. He's the best. Okay. He's a he's a surrealist mime comic. Oh, I already hate him. No, fuck. I off. hate mimes. He's, he's not a when I say mime, like all the all the movies are essentially there's no dialogue. Oh god, I hate it already. It sounds so French. No, it's so fucking good. Oh god. All, all these pretentious wankers who think Monty Python are like the peak of 1960s and 1970s humor need to discover Jacques Tati. No, I'm just, I, <laughs> I you know, I'm just saying, you know what? It's a movie. Maybe say something. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying I like my films. Somebody saying something. I don't know, like a broody silence, like mm, hot. Maybe, but then Yeah. Like I mean Maybe that could be another one of the Icelandic Christmas ghouls French director. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's better than freaking like American director just fapping in the corner. <laughs> oh my god, you better burn the Yule log or the American director will come and flap in your corners. <laughs> He will also sniff your doorways. <laughs> oh, okay, so hands trap. Um, now, yes, the abbot reported him for the, the, making the deal with the devil. Uh, so as a result, he was excommunicated from the Catholic Church and as a result, lost everything, his wealth, power and social standing. Yeah. What he had gained, apparently was a taste for human flesh. Ooh. Took the old transmogrification thing a bit too seriously, did he? Oh, yeah. Oh. He took to roaming the countryside disguised as a scarecrow by stuffing his clothing with straw. And after luring a young shepherd boy to him, he killed the boy and then cooked him over a fire. But before he could take a bite, God apparently now sick of his shit struck him with lightning Killing him instantly. This is the episode of Wurzel Gummidge we needed. But sometimes, just sometimes, he comes back on Christmas. Some say he is attempting to work his way into heaven by assisting St. Nick by going to the houses of bad children, where he pleads with parents to let him have their wicked children so that he may scare them straight. (laughs) The parents could only hope that Trap's hunger remains sated. It sounds like something you would just tell the judge. I'd love to see that American dare program. Where, okay, kids, this is a marijuana cigarette. Don't touch that. Uh, and in case you, you're still thinking you might, here's a French cannibal dressed as a scarecrow. <laughs> Do you want to smoke his sweet grass? <laughs> no, I reckon it'd work. I probably would. Yeah. I reckon it would work. I've got the munchies <laughs> <laughs> for your soul. <laughs> oh, there we go. We've just we've just come up with our first film. <laughs> now the Calicanzati, and I may only say that once because I can't pronounce that twice. Found across Greek, uh, Greece, Bulgaria, Serbia, and Turkey are described across the regions from everything from a short, hairy Sasquatch to little devils. Mm. They are almost exclusively male and are all extremely well endowed. I'm guessing men came up with this. <laughs> Why? Or ducks. <laughs> 
why why are the demons always massively endowed? Just pack him it. <laughs> no one's ever like, and then I saw Satan. He's got a little weenie. <laughs> well, if you're going to make a deal with Satan, you know, you want to be getting stretched. <laughs> I want a limp. Yeah, she would have been just kind of, yeah, yeah, massively, massively endowed. Um, now, they spend the majority of the year underground attempting to destroy humanity's reign, but they're only able to come out into the world of humans between the 25th of December and the 6th of January. I don't know what it is about the 25th of December to the 6th of January. Bank holidays. they just got nothing else to do. Oh, that's where all the bankers go. Yeah. And... They only appear at night. In Greece, they are relatively seen as harmless goblins who, though, they are evil, but they're easily uh, fooled. So they're not much of a risk. And the way that you protect your household is by placing a colander outside your house. Life is easier in Greece. Yes. It yeah. really, even even uh, the devils are a bit like, eh. Uh, fuck it. Let's just go to the taverna. Apparently, they will spend the whole night trying to count all the holes in the colander. But because they have difficulties in counting above three, we'll easily lose their place and have to begin again. Are they on LSD? Because that's how that happens. <laughs> in Serbia, people are advised to not travel out late at night because the goblins will wait for you in the shadows and then they will jump on your back and lash you with their sticks and they will force you to run through the forest until daybreak. Christ almighty. Apparently, they also work as a warning against committing adultery and visiting brothels during the Christmas period. I'm just imagining a Serbian demon that jumps on your back and whips you and makes you run until morning. Could that have been Demir Dokic? <laughs> just torturing his poor daughter into going into be, an... You'll play better at sport. <laughs> be you'll better be... at tennis. And I was going to say... I have a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there are actually like people who visit brothels specifically for someone to jump on their back, whip them and make them run through the forest. It sounds like the deluxe package. Yeah, of course they're not going to brothels if some fucking demon's giving it away it for, for free. free. <laughs> <laughs> Why buy the cow when the goblin will give it away for free? In Turkey, however. <sighs> yeah, get away from the Serbian sex goblins. In Turkey, they are much more sinister. They will often imitate the voices of loved ones in attempt to lure people from their homes and into the snow and a slow death by hypothermia. That escalated fucking quickly. Jesus Christ. They should do that to all the wankers who go over there for Anzac Day and trash the place. Oh, yes. You have our permission, Turkey. Yeah, absolutely. Like, friggin' lure them out. Now, one way to ward them from your home is to burn a yule log in your fireplace or you can burn smelly old shoes which may keep the goblins away but will no doubt lure in quentin tarantino so just be prepared for that (laughs) now but when we tell these scary stories john around the fireplace and on the darkest of nights there is one story and one name that we lower our voices even more before we whisper his name. And that name is Krampus. Ah. 
The legend of Krampus has been known across Austria, Slovenia, Croatia, Italy, Czech Republic, Hungary for centuries. And he is equally terrifying in all of the legends. Hmm. There is no put him out with a colander. Oh, really? (laughs) And confuse him? (laughs) None of that. Now, we all know of Saint Nick, that happy, magical man bringing joy and gifts to the good children at Christmas times. Now, one of the many reasons it is magical to be visited by Saint Nick is that it means that you weren't visited by Krampus. Because Krampus comes for the rude, ill-behaved, and the naughty. Krampus is often seen as a hideous demonic monster, more goat than man. Cloven feet and a violent xenomorph tail. Xenomorph tail? Yeah. What, like alien? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's how I'm describing it. I was going to say, okay, yep. Like, (laughs) I didn't know, I couldn't think of any like creature to describe, like compare it to other than a xenomorph. Oh, you didn't play enough Dungeons and Dragons, did you? <laughs> what has what has a giant violent tail that's just and will like stab you in the face? Um, what's that fucking lion thing that's got the tail? The chimera, chimera, chimera. That one? Yeah, that thing. Oh, I like xenomorph. Xenomorph. Yeah, that's probably a bit better. Did I mention that? You make it sound like an old Italian woman cursing. <laughs> That'd be a much scarier Maybe tale. she loves the alien films too. <laughs> <laughs> now, he has <laughs> he sprouts giant horns. We got that. They're all well endowed. Yes, yes. <laughs> he also has murderous fangs. He walks on his back cloven legs all the better to drag his thrashing chains in one hand and his whipping sticks in the other. Right. He often carries a basket or a sack on his back because Krampus most often will simply beat wrongdoers, occasionally torture them into seeing the path of good. But sometimes, just sometimes, he will kidnap poor souls who he throws in his basket and then drags them to hell for an infinity of torture and violence if they have simply refused to be good. What the fuck was going on in Europe when they needed this when they needed this fucking legend? But it isn't just children terrified of the Krampus. Krampus will come for adults as well. Which could be why Austrian fascists banned any mention of Krampus in the 1930s, <laughs> saying he was a sign of moral decay. Well, plus Hitler never let his feet out from under the doona. Ever. And any marauding Christmas legend that can terrify Nazis is okay by me. (laughs) More power to you, Krampus. So, I don't know, maybe that's where all the Nazis went after the war. Straight into Krampus's sack. Uh, AKA a submarine that took them to Argentina? (laughs) Or the American space program? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I like my version better. Yeah. Or Nuremberg. I could, oh my god! You know what? That would be an excellent movie. I want to make that movie. I just at the end of like World War Two, 
just they lose because the Krampus shows up and just like collects all the Nazis just straight off the battlefield and uh, straight to hell. I would like that. How rewarding would that be? That'd be very rewarding. Just straight into like the bunkers, you know, like, ah, because <laughs> I don't care who you are. And and obviously this is not about like Germans. Like there's a, there's a, there's a very difference between, you know, the German people and the German army and the Nazis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my family is half German. Um, but I think I say for everyone when I say fuck Nazis. Yeah. I don't think it's not a controversial opinion, Liz. Mm. Mm. Fuck Nazis. Well, except for what's going on in America at the moment with the Proud Boys. Ah, oh, you know what? Fuck Nazis. Fuck the Proud Boys. You know what? Trump won't say it. Let me say it for him. <laughs> fuck the Proud Boys. I think that's why they are Proud Boys because no one is fucking them. <laughs> proud of what, you dicks? Oh my God, seriously. Get the Krampus's dick out of your ass and just be decent people. <laughs> fuck, you know what? That's what you could give the world for Christmas. Get the devil's dick out of your ass. Just be a decent human being. Yeah, with your fucking poorly thought out ideology and your weird initiations. Have you seen this shit? No. They have like a weird look. Like, you know, Once Were Warriors when um, the the eldest son gets Mm -hmm. initiated into the mongrel mob or at least the approximation of the the Kiwi gang. Yes, you get beaten up by everybody. They beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, they drag him into their, their ranks and he gets the, the facial tattoos and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Imagine the most piss-weak end-of-year-seven school camp camp counsellor roughing up by a bunch of fucking dudes who've never made a woman come. And that's pretty <laughs> much... That's that's what I've seen of the Proud Boys. Oh, I'm not surprised. It's all those popped collars. You can't get into a fist fight because otherwise, you know, you run the risk of your popped collar, like, you know, becoming flaccid. It's a liability, man. Yeah, absolutely. You can't... <laughs> This is a strange Christmas episode. It really is. <laughs> I th- I, you know what? I think we've covered it all from like yeah. duck penis to proud boy faps. Yeah. We thought we were going wrong with duck vaginas, but it turns out the proud boys were the cunts we were always getting to. No, you know what? I am. I, I, I hate this kind of, you know what? Because cunts are a proud, proud, wonderful thing and they take a beating mm. that a ball never could. So no. don't. Don't use don't use cunt as in I never do a weaker a weaker thing. No, no. So they're, they're floppy old man balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Floppy old. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Even spoon liquor wouldn't lick them. <laughs> That's how distasteful they are. You couldn't even get the door sniffer hanging around them. <laughs> you could get the pot scraper to give them a scrape. Uh, one of them is called the Proud Boy. That's for sure. <laughs> He just sits in the corner and he sits on 4chan and plays fucking World of Tanks. And oh my god! No, I was going to show up and he just tells you why you know why feminism ruined his life. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking proud man, but I still like PewDiePie. <laughs> feminism makes my dick soft. <laughs> oh. oh god! Well, that's brought us to the end of our Christmas episode. <laughs> <It's> Clunk. <laughs> It's like, like one of those rides at the show that just the money runs out and that's it. <laughs> just, Get off. Just, oh, that was, you know, oh. You know what? It's kind of like one of those like really cheap like motel that had that, you know, you put the 20 cent in the slot and then you just. Never had one of those experiences. <laughs> Never had that experience. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. And then just in the middle of it, it just. Ugh. And you just. Oh. 
Because you're waiting for that last jolt, but it never comes. Oh, of course it never comes. Story of my sex life. (laughs) (laughs) Those beds would have some well-worn corners. Oh, oh. You know what? I want to know who was the first idiot who ever went, you know what? Let's turn a black light onto a hotel room. We didn't know because we all knew. We all knew. Like, we're not stupid. We know. We don't need to know, though. (laughs) It's like that scene from um, Insidious. Where Angus Sampson is walking around with the um, the uh, the little eye. What are they called? Those magic eye viewers. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he flicks through the different patterns of light, and then he gets to see the ghosts. That's what it would be like. Just click, click. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> just, just. Oh, it's, she slimed me. <laughs> like it's just yeah. I don't. I why? What? Do you know what I mean? It's Pandora's box. You know what? It's the Ark of the Covenant. Don't look. Don't. don't no, don't look at it. Keep your eyes closed and wait for the screaming to end, all right? <laughs> That's my advice to you. Yeah. Eyes closed. Yeah, if you're getting away for Christmas this year, tip your hotel cleaner because <laughs> they've earned it. Oh. They've seen some horrors. Oh, can you imagine the things they'd find? Oh, the things they've seen. I once... I've had two very strange encounters in hotels. One of them... <laughs> <laughs> how, how much did you pay for them? <laughs> Surprise ending. One of, them, one of them, I was having a naughty weekend away with a friend and um, <laughs> she was knocking off work mm. after I'd gotten there and she, you know, basically we were, we were going to watch Star Trek. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> this is like the, like the kinkiest, weirdest sex fetish. <laughs> Is this going to end with you like reading Star Trek to her in the bathtub and then just killing and eating her? Is I, that I did eat her in a fashion, but anyway, um, why did why did you take someone to a hotel room to watch Star Trek? No, that's because we were, we were spending a weekend away and we just wanted to basically hold ourselves up in there and also have watchables, right? <laughs> so we we brought we brought Star Trek with us because we were nerds. Which one? Which one? Uh, I can't even remember. This is 10, 15 years ago. Oh, no. Well, no, no I, need, I need it to be placed in the story because otherwise uh, I'm Generations. Just... We'll just say generations. Well, uh, no, I don't, I don't... I'm not convinced. Anyway. Are we talking... Just tell me, Picard or... or uh... Uh, it was Picard, yeah. It was Picard? Okay. Yeah. So we were, we were essentially... I, I got there earlier. The room didn't have a DVD player. Mm-hmm. So I phoned down to the bloke and said, I need a DVD player. Oh, God. I didn't have the DVDs with me. She did. Uh-huh. So he turns up and he just goes, have you got a DVD for me to test this with? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> and he looks at me like, oh, come on, man. You gotta, I was like, no, I don't have the DVD here with me. And mm-hmm. it was literally something as innocent as she was going to be bringing the Star Trek no, with her later. Yeah. No. Yeah, he thinks I'm fucking watching Avatar and jerking off to the incest in it with the horses. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's like, he's like, oh, he's got like some weird like Mexico horse fucking <laughs> video yeah. that he can't watch at home. Yeah. So he's yeah. gonna. Did you, did you have to pay extra for that? No, I didn't. But the smile on his face as he left was something else. Right. <laughs> the other time that I had a very weird encounter in a hotel room uh-huh. was when I was um, staying in Melbourne for a friend's wedding, uh-huh. and we had been given a teddy bear as part of the. Uh, it was fucking weird. I'm got, rolling my eyes. This yeah, sound like yeah. Guess what? It ended in divorce. Uh, so we got given a teddy bear to commemorate it, but everyone was just like, "Can you mind our teddy bears?" Because no one wants to fucking walk around getting drunk with teddy bears. I was yeah. sober. Teddy bears all ended up in my room. Okay, cleaner comes, finds me working on a laptop with a bed covered in teddy bears. <laughs> she was very polite. Exited the room. <laughs> How are you not on every like federal watch list that there is? 
Like it, that does. I would just would have went downstairs and went. Do you have any unsolved murders? Because <laughs> I guarantee whoever did it, the guy is upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> any any sex crimes? The guy is upstairs. Like any anyone like you know licking spoons and sniffing doorways? The guy is upstairs. <laughs> Tip your hotel cleaners. That's what we're saying. These people have seen some shit. Oh, you know, and what if you are a uh, hotel worker? Please let us know what's the most disgusting thing yes. that's been left. There's a whole episode in that. Tell us. Oh, oh the helicopter's coming for me. Oh my god! Seriously, they found your location. <laughs> uh, I've got a son in the next room watching YouTube videos. He probably wants to get out here and yell at me. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Give him one of your many teddy bears. Yeah. Psycho, reasonably clean. Oh, <laughs> just you ruined. You have single-handedly ruined Christmas. Yeah, you are Hans Gruber. I am. Yeah. Yippee ki motherfucker! Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks to Liz for doing all the research again. Me being lazy and not doing anything. I press this button though. Bye. <laughs>